What's going on? What's going on? It's the Tamale Mafia podcast. It's the place where everything and nothing collide. I'm your host, double 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 a a Ron. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, man. It's it's Friday in the Tamale Mafia universe. And I'm super, super stoked, bruh. Do, do people say bruh still? I still say bruh. Bruh. But I'm an old man. I can say whatever I want. I'm not down with the, all the new lingos. But, um, man, it's been quite a week. Quite a week. Last time I talked to you guys was actually last Friday. Uh, and that's when I released the episode, the shift, beautiful collision. Um, and if you've heard that episode, some of you did, uh, it was, it was one of those pour my heart out ones. And I mentioned that I was in the collide of my life. I was, uh, entering a collision over the weekend. Um, and boy, did I collide. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So I walked into that place one way and I came out a whole different way. And it was not a religious experience, man. It was an emotional experience. Uh, but it was not a religious experience. What it was. Was the downloading of a a bunch of information um that we'll call technology, okay? It was kind of like a like in the matrix. You walked in the front door, you, you get handed the option to take the pill, you know? I took the pill. Uh and then they <laughs> they jabbed a piece of metal into this port in the back of my head and super downloaded like a massive amount of information that I didn't have before. And we'll call it technology. And that technology gave me the, the ability to not only shed the hurts and pain and the weight of things that I've been carrying with me my whole life that I've talked about on this podcast to not only to shed that off, but also to meet myself really the real me, the true me, for the first time since I was a little bitty kid. And in doing so, I discovered some things about myself. I'm a happy person, but I'm also an angry person. <laughs> um, Yeah, so let's see. Where's... Hang on. Do-do. Let's go there. All right. You guys listen to this, and uh, when we when we come back, I'm gonna tell you. Did I play? Hang on. Did I use that music last time? I can't remember. I gotta find some new music. Eh. You guys like this? I need some new music, Ben Sound. 
I mean, Ben's on you're great. You're amazing. But uh, I've kind of run through all the tracks here, buddy. Mm. Have I done this one? day I wake up surrounded by the darkness darkness <laughs> okay ooh this ain't no disco is the one that's like uh, uh, like on the office when they're trying to write the commercial <laughs> call Andy Stanley something Kelly <laughs> Dunder Mifflin That's the one I used last time. Oh, jeez. We mere men. When we are alone, we fall and we crumble easily. But together, we rise as one, one immortal, unbeatable, unbreakable force. We are the Tamale Mafia! <laughs> okay, I'll be back. I'll be back.
I didn't even realize it. I'm just talking my way. So anyway, guys, what happened here was... Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hang on. Oh, there we go. Turn the right microphone on. Wouldn't that be stupid if I did the whole show from the wrong microphone? What an idiot. I'm not that big of an idiot. I'm kind of an idiot. But anyway, I was going to tell you guys a story of how I how I met myself for the first time. So apparently, one thing what I, what I learned, I guess, one of the many, many things that I learned was that when we experience trauma in childhood or early adolescence, it, it's really shaping, right? It's a shaping thing that you then, uh, it, it marks you, you know, it, it changes your course, I guess. And so, um, for me, what had happened was, um, I was, I was abused when I was about six years old until off and on until, uh, about 15. So, the uh, in the early days there, I I put up a wall, right? I put up a kind of a front, and in this in this false me, um, I liked to well, I spent a lot of time confused, and I would kind of uh, invent problems or create drama in order to solve problems and fix problems and then have the satisfaction of drama, right? So that was kind of one of my things, I guess. And I didn't really realize that, um, but we were going through this session in the uh, the deal there, and I got super mad, I got like, super angry because I was confused about what was being taught. I was, like, didn't get it. Um, and anyway, I won't tell you, I won't walk you through the whole thing. It's kind of... It was kind of weird, but I ended up kind of arguing, getting in an argument with the uh, the group leader, um, and then uh, I had this this moment, and she knows what she 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 is, was was very very good at what she does. Okay, she's extremely good at her job, and so I was mad, right? And then she kept saying things to me that were. Basically, she saw this little angry thread in me and she just started pulling this thread <laughs> until I unraveled, right? She just kept pulling the thread and very calmly, very methodically saying things to piss me off even more. And now that sounds terrible. That sounds like, what an asshole. Why would she do that? That's what, you know. No, no, no. It was exactly, she gave me exactly what I needed because... What was happening was I was um, showing my, basically my false self and she could tell, she was like, this isn't really you that is creating this issue and, and having this argument and is being angry at me right now. This is years of stuff inside of you that you've been bottling up and, and I was like, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with my past. This has everything to do with me not understanding what you're talking about. And she was like, no. And and the reason was because in my line of questioning, I I didn't realize, but I was putting words in her mouth. I was like making assumptions about things that she said. And she was saying, I never said any of that. Where did that come from? Where, why are you saying that I said that? Because 
these things that you're saying that I said, I never said. And I was like, yeah, but this is what you meant. Okay. And so I was assigning meaning to her words. Um, that was, that was not correct. Okay. And so in that, um, she realized very quickly that I was, uh, operating not in my, um, true authentic space. And so, um, dude, I, I, I stood there and I argued with her and I started getting angrier and angrier and the angrier I got, the more she pointed out that why was I being getting so angry? What was it in me that was making me so angry? And I was like, it's because of this conversation that we're having. And she was like, no, it's not. And I was like, Oh God, yes it is. And it was one of those kind of things. Uh, and then she was like, dude, it is not you that is causing all of this. this is not the, this is not you. This is, it's not you. It's not you. And when she was said, it's not you by like the fifth time, I don't know what happened in my head, in my brain, my imagination, whatever it is. Um, it was, it felt like I stepped into a time machine or it's some kind of time warp. Like I fell into a time warp. It was almost like a, like a, I don't even know how to explain it. But as I was standing there looking at her and she was in front of me saying, it's not you, this is not you. It was as though she was calling out to the real me. Um, not the tough guy persona me, but the actual vulnerable me uh, that I've been stuffing down since I was a kid. And it was like I zoomed back in time and next, like, like I, I literally felt like I was looking through the eyes of myself at five years old. Like I was five years old standing on the stage looking at her. And then I came back to like present day. I didn't go anywhere, but it's just how it felt in my head. Like it was a flash of, of me being a little kid looking at her. And then I came back to me and then she goes, what was that? And then it, it took, it basically took my breath away that it had even happened because I it stopped me in my tracks. I wasn't expecting it. I've never experienced it before. And I didn't know what happened. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And the whole time i kind of been in my own head going like, why am I so angry? What is What, what am I doing here? Why am I, am I so angry? But I kept going with it anyway. I kept like just going with it. And then when that happened, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I'm looking at her and then she said, what was that? What happened there? And like she saw it in my eyes. I don't know how she did that, but there was maybe there was like a look of panic on my face or something. There was something that she caught on to because she's very good at her job. And she was like, what was that? What happened there? And I was like, I don't know. And she said, bring it back. What happened? Bring it back. Like reconnect with it. Don't she was like, don't stuff it down. Reconnect with it. She was because for the first time since you and I started this conversation, you were present. She goes, she said, you had not been present until right now. And then she had been kind of pointing that out because, um, apparently, uh, I couldn't, I wasn't like really even making eye contact with her. Uh, and when we were talking before and we were kind of arguing and she was kept saying, you're not even present to this conversation. What, like, what is your big problem? You're, you're creating this issue, but then you're not even present to the conversation. Where are you? Where, where's you, where are you in this? Anyway, she kept saying that and then 
after that little time warp thing happened in my head, she was like, what was that? You were actually present for the first time. And I was like, okay, wow, that's weird. And then I started crying like crazy, like, like not out of control, but I just like, I just broke down and she said, what happened? And then she came and stood next to me, which is kind of like a comfort thing. I think I saw her, I saw how she did that. She would do that in throughout the, the weekend. She would, if she was like confronting somebody, she was standing in front of them. But if she was wanted you to know that she was like, she was on your side, this was, she would come stand next to you. It was really cool. And it changed the kind of changed the, how you, how I felt about the moment, but it was like, diffusing almost anyway she came and stood next to me and she goes what happened and I was just crying and she's like Aaron you're gonna have to put in the work now so you need to talk what happened and I was like I don't know I mean I I, I felt like in my head I went back to back in time like I was five years old standing on the stage looking at you and then I just started crying and she goes well you were like you you were abused when you were six right and I said yeah and she goes well, I mean, that's, we just, she said something like the world just saw the real you for the first time. Like this guy that you, this little you that you've been hiding for so long because you don't want to be hurt or you don't want to be vulnerable. And you have this tough guy, like you're, you're big and strong and, you know, you have this tough guy kind of persona and you you fight and you create issues and you argue and you do all these things. You carry this anger inside. And I was just like, holy shit. Like she knows me. (laughs) And then she was like, we just met the real you for the, for the first time in 30, 33 years, I guess, or 34 years since that part of me, um, was vulnerable to the world. And she was like, I saw it in your eyes. It was like the first time you were actually here. And she was like, don't lose that, you know, hold on to it. And, uh, that was mind blowing first of all, but it also was like, like I, I walked away from that conversation totally changed. Like I had, a a deep a deep sense of freedom and like it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to to be you and not worry about what the the trouble that's going to get you in or the um the attention the negative or positive whatever the attention is you know i spent years on of my life performing on stage for attention Um, part of the reason why I do this podcast is for attention. You know, it's like, I'm not afraid to admit that. I mean, as a performer, my whole life, I like attention. So, you know, there's no, there's really no shame in that. Um, but it was like, it's really like I walked away feeling lighter, brighter, more powerful, uh, more freedom. And then realizing other things about myself throughout the weekend was like, wow, I'm, I, I, uh, people kept saying, man, you have such a great smile. And I was like, dude, I, first of all, I don't realize that I'm smiling until you tell me that. But also 
I've I've walked around with my uh, like my angry eyes, <laughs> you know, mean mugging everybody for years just because like I'm a nice guy, but I don't want you to think I'm a nice guy. I want to be I want you to be surprised that I'm a nice guy. I want to I'm going to mean mug you and then I'm going to be nice to you after I find out who you are. And then we can be friends. You know, that's kind of like how I go out in public. Not all the time, but that's kind of just my my thing is like um I use it to it's, it's like a defensive kind of mechanism, right? So I'm not a bad guy, not a mean guy, but I I know how to look mean, right? So I'll just look mean. I'll go to the grocery store. I'll look mean so that people get out of my way, right? If I'm in a hurry, I just look mean, look like I'm going to bite your head off. You just, people just peel out of my way. Don't even have to say anything. So I use that. um, And that's kind of how I've been presenting myself to the world for the last, I don't know, 30 years. (laughs) But, But, you know, that was uh there's just like a, a real sense of freedom and like it's okay to smile and it's okay to to uh not have to try to intimidate the world around you, you know. Um so that was cool and then also find out things like like I have a temper, right? I've known that. But and if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me like rant about stuff before. So there's like this angry part of me, of course. But my temper has always been like stuffed. I've always stuffed it down because when I was like, I guess when I was 15, my mom was like, if you don't get your temper under control, you're going to be really horrible to live with and that kind of stuff. Um, She gave me some examples and I was like, yeah, I don't want to be like that. I was thinking about my future kids, you know, I was like, I don't want my kids to be scared of me and stuff. So I'm not going to be an angry person. Now, this is different from the like the angry look on my face, the mean mugging. This is actual anger, okay? And I have a temper, but most people don't know that because I I'm perceived as this like really chill, laid back guy that doesn't get worked up over anything. And if you like I don't have road rage. I don't uh get like rarely I'll get super angry, and if you've seen me super angry, then you know that it's like wow, you're capable of that. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't get super, super angry a lot, but I do on the inside. And I I just, my, my way at 15 years old, my way of not wanting to turn out like other people was just stuff it down. Okay. Well, just don't be angry, stuff it down. But I still have a temper. So I never learned how to really um, process anger and, and like truly control my temper and, uh, I just, I just was like, just stuff it down, just stuff it down. And so that's super unhealthy, right? Like you can't, um, just keep stuffing your feelings. Eventually you'll explode or some lady in a, in a seminar will pull that angry that thread until you per- burst into tears, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, I got to do some work this weekend with, figuring out how to like getting the the tools that I, that I need um, and the techniques that I need to process my anger properly. So I'm not afraid of being angry. Um, And I'm also 
because it was like, I don't want to, I don't want to stuff it down anymore, but I also don't want to pop off on people and treat people like shit around me when I get angry and scare people and get in fights. And, you know, I don't want to do that either. That's probably equally or more unhealthy than stuffing it down. So, you know, how do you deal with it? How do you, how do you use it? Because it's in me, right? It's, it's a genetic thing. It's in my family bloodline. So how do I be okay with it? And also not like hurt the people around me. And, you know, how do I Hulk out? See, I don't want to be like the Hulk out of control. I want to be the Hulk professor Hulk, you know? Um, and so I learned this weekend how to be professor Hulk and I, and it's been, it's been very good to get in touch with that part of me. Um, but also like, um, also, uh, I think it's good for the podcast because my ability to rant about things is going to get better. <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm going to take another, we're going to take another little break here. And then when we come back, I'm going to talk about the podcast a little more because I expect I expect there's going to be some changes in the podcast. So I'm going to talk about that here in a bit. Hang on. You can find the Tamale Mafia podcast at www.tamalemafia.com. We're on all the platforms, all of them. We're on everything, anything, anywhere you want to find and listen to the podcast, you'll find it. Even on places you don't want to find it and don't want to listen to it, you'll still find it there, okay? It's pretty simple. People ask me, where can I find your podcast? www.tamalemafia.com. Simple. Okay? Nothing complicated. 
Search us up. Google us. We're the only Tamale Mafia podcast in existence. Hopefully that's there's there's that's a good thing. <laughs> Hopefully it's not like a a mark of potential failure. Um, but yeah, we're the only one. So tamalemafia.com. It's got all the links to social media sites. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. Okay? It's not hard. All right, let's talk about the podcast again. Let's talk about this. The podcast, uh, I suspect it's going to change a little bit. Now, my schedule is not going to change. Uh, my having guests is not going to change. The everything and the nothing isn't going to change. But possibly you'll find you'll just feel some changes because I have changed. I'm a new me. Okay? You might be able to hear it in my voice. I don't know if you can or not. Uh, but I am a new you know what? There's a brand new gut dang sheriff in town. Okay. And this, uh, this sheriff is kicking ass and taking names. And I'm all out of names. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. It's, uh, uh, I'm chewing gum. Oh, kicking ass and chewing gum. And I'm all out of ass gum. Something like that. Anyway, um, I suspect there will be changes, just natural changes in, in what I talk about and how I talk about it. Uh, I already said there's definitely going to be some epic ranting available, um, as I get more in touch with my anger. Um, but yeah, so dude, listen, check this out. Okay. Hang on. I got to do this for you. I got to do this for you because I care about you and you, you care about me. I know you do. Otherwise you wouldn't keep listening. Okay. So I had some goals, right? I put out some goals a little bit on social media. Um, I had knocked out the, what was it? Um, Okay, so my my uh my goal for um 30 days, right? 30 days 240. Yeah, I had set a goal for myself of having 240 listeners in 30 days. Like listens, not listeners, but because I don't know if it's one person or whatever. It doesn't calculate that way. It's just listens. Okay. Stay with me. I had set a goal for 240. Okay. 30 days later, my goal was had doubled. So I came out with 480, which was awesome. So I was like, dude, I doubled my goal. And then I had another goal of hitting uh, 2,000 all-time listens, and I, n- I nailed that goal. So that goal has been knocked out. The last 30 days, we're looking at over 500 listens in the last 30 days. Um, and then we are – the last couple of days have been have been down because I haven't put out an episode, I guess. So there's been no, uh, a kind of a smather, smattering – smattering – there's been a little uh, light activity this week. 
because I put an episode out Monday and then I haven't put an episode out again because my, my schedule is Monday and Friday, but I'm going to have to start putting something out on Wednesday, I guess, because it's like you guys are just hungry for it. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But uh, the thing has really dropped off of the last couple of days. So Monday was great. Everything was piping right along. And then after Monday, so I don't know. I think we go, we have ebbs and flows, right? That's why we calculate over 30 days and not over three days. Um, but yeah, so I got new goals, new goals, right? So, uh, my next goal is to maintain over the next 30 days, maintain 500 or more. Okay. I'm dangerously close to dropping under 500. I don't want to do that too long. Okay, if we go dip under 500, I want to come right back up. That's why I need you guys to help me out here. Share it. I want you to uh, keep download, keep listening, right? I know that some of you guys like to miss a couple of weeks and then hit a bunch of episodes at once. I love that, but it really is helpful if you just keep downloading when the episodes come out, right? Hit the little notification so that it pops up and you know that it's that there's a new episode out and you just get out there and you download it. And then you don't have to listen to it listen to it later if you want but uh anyway so here's the thing right i kind of i had to get in touch with some other like long-term goals this past weekend too like what do i want to do with my life and i like my job okay i'm not going to talk shit about my job i like what i do i really do but there are times most of the time let me be honest with you guys okay Here's another thing I learned this past weekend. Authentic communication, okay? If I'm not being my true, authentic self present in this conversation, then what the fuck am I doing here? Okay? So, in my true, authentic communication with you, I am not 100% totally fulfilled by my job. Okay? I like my job. I like what I do, but... I I know that there's a cap. There's a cap to the amount of work I can do because it's hourly. There's a cap to the pay because it has a maximum, right? Even though I'm not there, I, I there's only so many raises I can get before I am at the maximum, and then I'm just stuck there for the rest of my career. So I'm capped in hours. I'm capped in money. The top money that I can make in the job will not provide the lifestyle that I want, that I dream of. Um, and when I talk about lifestyle that I dream of, I'm talking about lifestyle out of debt. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even talking about like driving Lamborghinis and flying in private jets. I'm just talking about not having to worry about, uh, debt. Okay. Um, in, in, the nightmare of of bills that pile up when you make when you're poor, you make bad choices, or you come out of a divorce or whatever happens, right? So, um, I know that this job, though I love, well, I mean, I do love it at, at times, and I like it. Um, it's just not gonna be. It's, it's not a long term solution. It's just not. So. Um, what I really want to do, really, really, really want to do is, uh, 
what I'm doing here. I love this podcast, man. I love being able to talk to you guys. Um, of course, I have future goals for the podcast. Like, if the if the podcast got big enough where I could produce a show, a better, more uh, functional show out of it, being um, turning it into a YouTube show, so having live shows or not live, maybe, but you know, video. Um, which there's still I'm still working on parts of that here, but that's just such. That is so production heavy, and I just don't have the um, I don't have the organizational skills to be consistent with that. Okay, I'm working on it. Um, okay, but here's the deal: uh, I want to do this full time, right? I want to I want to do storytelling and and creative things full time, and I've been working on it for years, and I've been I've I've gone I got a little traction, and then I would sabotage or. I'd get a little traction, I'd give up, or I'd let somebody's words like, that'll never work, or you suck at that, or that was dumb, whatever. Uh, I would get my, That would just blow me out of the water, and I'd give up. Like, if two people listen to this episode, I'm going to do another episode, right? But if two people listen to this episode before, it would devastate me, and I would just give up. That's kind of how I would do my creative projects, and then I'd, I'd be stuck. Like, this is just my life. I'm just going to have to get a job and be a normal person. And that's fine, but I don't like being normal. And uh, I don't think I was created to be normal. I'm not really normal. I don't fit in very well. I'm a I'm a, a, a triangle that's, that's trying to get shoved into a small trapezoidal shape hole. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm saying is I want to do this podcast full time. I want to create this platform, the Tamale Mafia. There's a lot of ideas I have to build the Tamale Mafia into kind of a Tamale Mafia empire that would include tamales, but I got to start somewhere, right? And this is the place that I've chose that I've chosen to start. Um and it's going well, but I I need it to go weller. I need it to go better, bigger. Um, and then create more momentum and get a bigger fan base and listener base. And then I can start doing bigger and better things, including, I mean, it'd be great to have a live tour where we could come to your town, bring the show, have live music, do the show live. Um, you can like do, you know what I mean? There's ideas and there's dreams, but you can't do that stuff when you have a brand new starting out podcast uh, in, that you're doing from your, um, from your, well, I guess I could always do it from my house, but it's just, we're just not there. There's no, we're not even close to there yet. And so, um, but ultimately like beyond that, the bigger thing is, is that I have a strong desire to let people know that they matter and that I care about them and that they don't have to give up on life because there's a better way to live. There's a freedom available to you and there's hope for a great future. Um, and so that's what the platform is about, right? That's what this whole thing is really for. And so I, that's what I want to do. 
that's what I want to do. Okay. So I'm telling you now, this is, this is me standing in the possibility of this, of this future that I'm speaking into existence. This, this podcast is going to be huge. This podcast will sustain me, uh, and pay my bills, right? So I can get out of my job and I can do this full time and I can make a big difference in people's lives all around the world. Okay. Does that sound like a, like a plan? Like, are you guys on board with that? Cause if you are, there's ways that you can help. You can share this podcast. You can, if you want to, uh, supply maybe some, some things that I need. If you're like, Hey man, what do you need? I can help you out. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to share it with your friends, if you want to talk about the podcast, all those things will help me tremendously to achieve my goals and live the dream life that I want to live. Okay. You with me on that? I mean, I'm not trying to get too serious here. I'm just, I'm just saying there's uh there's bigger things that I want to do with this. This is not just hobby, even though I'm a hobby level, um, I've been knocking out goals and stuff and I'm super, super stoked about all of that. So, um, yeah, man, I'm excited, dude, listen, coming up Monday, Monday, I got another, I got another podcast interview for you that we did at the common desk. Okay. Josh, Joshua Cloutier is going to, is, uh, stop by the common desk and he, we had a, a long talk. This dude is so cool. When you hear his voice, you're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? This dude's voice is awesome <laughs> to listen to. Um, but his story is, is wild. His story is really cool. And then, uh, I got another episode coming up the week after that. And, uh, dude, there's one that's just funny. There's my buddy Ricky stopped by and we had a blast just laughing. I'm not, not quite sure which one I'm going to do next because the, the other one that I have on deck, this guy, this guy, uh, has an incredible story, unbelievable story. Um, and he, he was, uh, abused as a kid, but I'm talking like, like he had the shit kicked out of him as a little kid where he was in the hospital all the time and he was getting his ass kicked and then bribed to not tell the doctors how he got hurt. Uh, and then this dude ended up, he ended up due to some things that we'll talk about in the podcast. I don't want to give it away because I want you to listen to it due to some things that happened that he talks about in the podcast. He ends up running away from home at a young age and living in a hole in the ground. Okay. We talk about all of that. He tells his whole story. He talks about his, I mean, the whole thing, how he survived in the hole in the ground, how long he was there, all of the stuff, dude, it is, it's a fucking unbelievable story. And so that story's coming up. Um, probably, I don't know. Obviously not next week, but the week after, I guess I'll do that one. So in two weeks, but, uh, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's take another break. And then we come back. I'm going to talk about something that's, that's been on my mind. That's a bit of controversy that's in the news. And so, uh, I want to just kind of 
kind of talk about it a little bit briefly. Um, and then I guess we're going to be done, guys. We're going to roll on, roll on, okay? We'll be right back. <laughs> what happened to my music? What the? Where's my music? Hello? There it is. How did that happen? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? Start over. We'll be back. Here, boom, yeah. All right, the uh, 
the topic at hand. I was listening to the Just Breathe podcast today, uh, and Paul, my cousin, my amazing, talented, creative, beautiful cousin Paul, um, he he had a an episode he did with his daughter, um, Cassidy, and so the uh, that episode go to go to Just Breathe and check out that episode and then come back here, okay? Um, because dude, this, this conversation that they had, I was, I was, I was moved by, um, but it's kind of something that's been on my mind already for the past week. Uh, this thing's been in the news, right? So we're talking about the, um, we're talking about this abortion bill that happened in Alabama and there's a lot of news, right? There's a lot of memes being posted about it. There's a lot of stuff going around about this topic um and i don't know i haven't read the bill right i i i haven't like researched it uh but the more that this thing has been present okay and there's a personal side of it too right um we all have our personal experiences and our personal beliefs and um you know when my when my folks found out that they were that they my mom found out she was pregnant with me the uh, her doctor was like hey you just had a baby you don't need another one we'll go ahead and take care of it we'll just cut this one out right so that was me um and if she had gone along with her doctor's advice they were like so there's no health problems there's nothing wrong with her there's no like she's not in danger and he was like the doctor was like no you just had a baby so why do you want another one my brother and I are 10 months apart okay so um, she got pregnant really quick, but the, uh, they were like, yeah, that's fine. What, why would we not want the baby? And he was like, the doc was like, cause you just had one. I mean, it's no, it's, a, it's no big deal. We'll just take care of it. And they were like, no, nah, we want it. We want the baby, which was me. So thanks pops. Thanks mama. Um, for keeping me. But so, you know, I've always had this like personal angst about about the idea of abortion, like dude, that they could have got rid of me and that would have been me and I wouldn't have been here and all this stuff. I wouldn't have known that I wasn't here, but I've always been very pro-life and very anti-abortion. And, and I want to make it clear before I go any further that I still hold that position. Okay. So I don't want anybody to get misconstrued or start thinking that I've, that I'm thinking of something that I'm saying something that I'm not. Okay, I don't love the idea of abortion at all. I would never encourage somebody to do it. I would never uh, hope that on somebody uh, as a decision that they need to make or even contemplate. I would never want somebody to be in that position um, to even have to go through that. Uh, But, 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 but. There's always a but, right? Lately... Um, as this topic has been floating around my brain and floating around the universe and a lot of people are debating this thing, the more I start to feel like politically I'm, I'm an independent person politically. So I think that, uh, I'm not aligned with Democrats or Republicans. I think 
the government um, should stay out of people's business as much as fucking possible. Don't tell me what to do. And um, we'll be all right. That's kind of how I view politics. I don't like government interference. I don't like government regulation. I I realize it's necessary. And I and I I think that it should be employed as as little as possible to still maintain something just above anarchy. <laughs> I don't think we should all just be free nilly willy to go at our own to do our own thing a hundred percent because you know I mean you got to have boundaries right there's got to be some boundaries so uh, on the other hand I don't think the government needs to tell tell people what to do what they you know that obviously there like I said there's got to be boundaries but see I'm also this person that thinks that we should you should have a little coupon booklet when you're born. And in your coupon booklet, you get like a whole bunch of get out of jail cards uh, for misdemeanors. You get like free speeding passes, uh, free oops, I ran that red light passes. And then, you know, you kind of get the, you get like one um, felony charge of possession. <laughs> One pass for that. Uh, you get, uh, I don't know, man. People are going to get so pissed off at me for talking about this. But, you know, I think you should get one assault charge. No, maybe not one. You should get like maybe 10. Lifetime. Okay, this is lifetime. You get to spend this over a lifetime. Assault charges. Maybe some domestic. <laughs> um, One, like one domestic, okay? Uh, you just, you know, just, just that one time that you just hit her back. Okay. I don't know. But, uh, and like one murder just, and you got to use your murder very carefully cause you only get one. It's, it's assigned to you. Nobody else can have it. And, uh, you know, if you use it early on, dude, you gotta go the rest of your life. You can't kill anybody. So you gotta be very careful. Um, and you know, if you use your murder card on the wrong person, then, you know, there's still the ability that they will use a murder card on you and not them, but their family or their friends or whatever. So, you know, you gotta be very careful on how you choose your stuff. This is what I would do if I was in charge of the world. I would give everybody a coupon booklet upon birth. You're born. Here you go. Here's your coupon booklet. Use it very wisely. Uh, and it would be, it wouldn't be like an actual paper booklet that you would get. It would be like in a system somewhere that's, uh, so that you, you know, it's unhackable. People can't steal your, your coupons. So nobody's going to be stacked up with 15 murder coupons because they, you know, uh, stole them. Now, could you sell it? I mean, I am a, a proponent of capitalism so maybe you could sell your murder card transfer its ownership hmm 
Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that before. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I have idiot kind of ideologies uh, anyway. So I don't know that I'm the person really to listen to on this topic, but the uh, the idea of abortion is very it's it's very um, complicated and it's personal, right? Um, and a lot of the major debate falls back to is it a cluster of cells? Is it a zygote? Is it a fetus? Is it a baby? Is it a human? When does uh, life begin and all this kind of stuff? And, um, you know, I heard somebody make a point the other day that was a very good point that was like, it's it's life, uh, whatever you want to call it, the fact is, is that if you leave it alone, it becomes a human. So it doesn't really matter where it starts because if you leave it alone, it becomes a human. So if you mess with it, even if you mess with it before it becomes a human, you're still, you're still messing it with a human, right? Even if it's not a, a human life at that time, if this is your belief, you believe that it's just a cluster of cells. But if you leave that cluster of cells alone, it becomes a human. So you're still, in the long run, you're still fucking with a human life. Um, and so I thought that, you know, that's a good, that's a, a good way to, to, to view it, I think, um, because it's accurate, right? So you can debate about when life begins and all this stuff, but the truth is if you just leave it alone, it becomes human life. So you're interfering with that at some point. Um, and I think that argument really ultimately is just so people can say, no, it wasn't human. It wasn't a, it wasn't a life. I didn't fuck with a life. Uh, it's kind of a conscious thing, you know, for your, for your conscience, but it is, it ultimately is. I mean, it'd be real hard for somebody to debate that. If you say, no, leave it alone. It becomes, it stays nothing, you know, leave it alone. If we don't touch it, it still stays. It, it, it It's always going to be a little cluster of cells. It never turns into anything else. Nobody's going to debate that. You can't, you can't, I mean, it, it becomes human. So, um, the, the, the problem I have in the whole thing is, is that you have, uh, a government body deciding what individuals should do with their bodies. This is the argument that I started, that I've started to kind of, open my eyes to now again I don't think that we should encourage that I would encourage it or if you're a pro-lifer I don't think you should that, that anybody's expecting you to encourage the act or the decision or the behavior but at the same time do we really want the government deciding how this runs because if you give the power to the government to say that abortion is illegal. Okay. It's punishable by this that by this fine whatever. Forget about the uh the the idea of um rape and incest and the penalties for that and all this stuff. I I mean I'm not even talking about that. Just talking about the uh the fact that the government would tell somebody what they can and can't do with their body. 
bothers me because what if it was a decision that didn't align with your belief? Like the late term abortion legislation of New York. Well, that's just wrong. How can you make that legal? I mean, it's it's the same but on the opposite side of the argument, right? It's still the government telling you what you can and can't do with your with your body. I think it's it's one thing if it's like uh if it's if it's in this the context of this argument it's like, yeah, you can get behind it. You can back it up. You can say, yeah, I, I, I agree with this legislation. But what if the government was like, okay, you can't have more than two children and neither of them can be female. And then you have, you, you find out you're pregnant with a little girl and the government comes in and says, no, you can't have that. You kill, we need to, we're going to kill it. Or they come and raid your house and find out you got a little female girl living in your house and they're going to take her and they, they take her out and kill her. What if the government... Uh, begins to legislate on that side. How much power do you want to give the government to to determine what you can and can't do? They're already taking as much power as they can. They take as much power as we as we give them, and and sometimes they take more than we give them because they write little uh, pages into the middle of legislation that we never read, we never see, and then they pass it as law. And the next thing you know, we've got some fucking weird rule that we now we got to abide by because we gave them the power to do it. So the more I think about it, the more I start thinking, like, I don't know that I want the government involved in these decisions. You know what I also don't want? I also don't want my tax dollars involved in these decisions. So I don't think my tax dollars should go to fund anything that has to do with abortion or Planned Parenthood or any of that kind of stuff on either side of the argument. I don't think tax dollars should go to that. I don't, I don't, I don't think, and then I understand that's a big argument for some people. And I, I agree with that. I don't think tax dollars need to go, should go to that because if the government's got to stay out of it, then our tax dollars got to stay out of it. That's fine. Let people make their own decisions and deal with it themselves. And they're between them and their God and what they got to figure out how they, how to live their lives. It's their future. It's their existence. Does it impact me? No, not necessarily. Unless I get a girl pregnant and she decides that she wants an abortion and it directly affects me. Now I can't do anything about it. She decides she's going to get the abortion and I can only beg, don't do it, but it's not my body. Right? So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of arguments to be made on this whole thing, but I think the more I decide, the more I think about this argument, the more I think about how I really feel about this thing, the more I start to think, man, I, I believe I'm starting to line up a little more on the pro-choice side because I think people should be able to make their own choice without the government deciding for them. I don't agree with the choice. I would never encourage the choice, but I'm strictly, in this case, talking about giving power to the government to decide what people can and can't do. And I know we got to have boundaries. I know that, that our government exists to give us structure and to give us so that we can live above chaos and anarchy. But at some point you kind of, you want to be closer to the, 
the freedom side, as close to freedom of any kind of uh, interference as possible while maintaining boundaries because you got psychopaths that exist in the world and they're going to run around and murder and rape and kill and marry children. And, you know, yeah, you got to have boundaries so that shit doesn't happen. Uh, and yeah, we can make arguments all day for, well, that's the, you know, more government regulation for what people can and can't do with their bodies. We can argue about that all day, but I'm just leaning as far away from, you know how far away from it I am? I'm this far away from it. I'm the wrong microphone far away from it. That's how far away I am from giving the government power to make these kind of decisions for people. People need to be able to make their own decisions, keep the tax dollars out of it, keep the government out of it, and let people live their lives and figure out how they got, they're going to exist. That's just what I think. Uh, I'm, But, you know, maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. Uh, if you want to debate that with me, that's awesome. Come on the show. We'll debate it. We'll have a conversation about it. I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, if you think I'm an idiot, if you think I'm way off base, that's fine. Send me a, an email, thetamalimafia at gmail.com, and we can have a conversation about it. Maybe get you on the show and we can talk about it. I'm not above having conversations and talking and having debate and stuff like that. I'm not above it at all. I, I welcome it. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, I think we got to, I really believe that we got to limit the government's power to tell people what they can and can't do. Uh, I really think that it's in our best interest as a people to not put it on the government to make those decisions for us. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Check this out. That is the sound of the end of another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed the brand new me. It's a new me, and I'm here to stay. I'm chewing bubble gum and kicking ass, and I'm all out of ass gum. All right, guys. Listen, Monday, we got the interview with Josh Cloutier coming up. Awesome story. Don't want to give away too much. He's uh, been in law enforcement. He's got some interesting insights. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. Dude's got a great story. Um, what else? Oh, I guess I should read this thing. Where'd it go? Here we go. And the Tamale Mafia podcast is brought to you by me because I'm the only one producing this thing. I'm the only one putting money into this thing. It's just me. You want to join the team? Hit me up. Let me know. All right. The Tamale Mafia podcast can be found at www.tamalemafia.com. You can check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Google Cast, anywhere, everywhere. All right. Go to www.tamalemafia.com to get the links to the social media, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, intro music was brought to you by me. That was a long version. 
Um, and our transition music is brought to you by bensound.com. For more royalty-free music, check out bensound.com. Our outro music, this track right now that you're listening to in the background, is brought to us by Lim. For more mind-blowing intellectual electronic tracks, go to soundcloud.com slash getlim. That's L-I-M-N. And as always, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Killed that episode. As always, you know it.